0: Good Life, I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you've joined us today. Uh, You can always find us at goodlifetelevision.org, where you can watch a lot of great interviews, a lot of great people, a lot of great stories. Uh, We try to inspire, we try to honor, we try to empower, encourage. Um, It's about the good stuff, uh, which in today's world is a nice change. So... Thank you for, for being with us. I'm really excited today about my guests. Uh, Douglas and Spencer Doman are with me. Welcome, guys. Uh, me. President and CEO of Doman International, uh, DomanInternational.org, D-O-M-A-N International.org, and we're going to talk about what Doman does. Doman International is a nonprofit. Uh, The sponsor of this program of Good Life TV is the Turner Foundation uh, here in California. You can go to theturnerfoundation.com. The Turner Foundation has a partnership with Doman International uh, for the purpose of seeing as many children with special needs get help as possible. Um, What these folks do in the area of helping special needs, especially children, um, develop, grow, improve, become well, is incredible. I know that because I'm a parent of a special needs child who's, we've known them 17 years, and we, uh, we it was life-changing for us what happened when, when we were introduced to them and we were given answers, given a path for how to help our child. So long introduction, sorry, but uh, let's let's kind of start with the mom who goes to the doctor because she thinks something's not right with her child. Talk about this.
1: Well, this is a story that my father first heard 60 years ago, and then he heard it over and over again, and he realized this is uh, you know really the foundation of the pathway. That parents go through that, um, in some cases, leads to us and to Doman International, and it starts out with a mother, of course, um, you know, thrilled um, with the birth of her new baby. Now, you know, we see all kinds of people with special needs, with all age groups and adults as well, but uh, the minor- majority are, of course, children, and so mothers um, you know who have a special relationship with their babies we dads may try to help but we'll never be in the same league with with the mother Um, she just knows even if it's her first baby that um, there's something wrong so she goes to her physician she says doctor there's something wrong with my baby and the doctor says all mothers believe that and um, there's no problem so a mother goes home she watches her baby develop or not develop um, and she's getting more and more concerned because she's concerned that her baby is falling behind and so six months later she goes back for her next appointment and she says doctor there's something wrong with my baby you know her voice is being raised now. And the doctor says, you shouldn't compare one baby with another. They're all different in terms of their speed of their development. And so she spent home again and frustrated because no one is listening to her. And so six months go by, and she says, there's something wrong with my baby. Um, and uh, she's getting, you know, quite not happy now. And the doctor say, don't worry, come back in six months and we'll see. Well, she comes back six months um, and she says, Doctor, there's something wrong with my baby. Are you gonna do something about it or am I gonna have to find another doctor? And that is the day that we discover the special needs child because finally um, the professional is convinced, no more dragging of the feet here i'm either going to lose this patient or i'm going to do something about it and sometimes they do lose the patient and the mother goes and finds someone who will pay attention to her now the story that i've told which takes two years would be typical for a severely brain injured child for a profoundly brain injured child it may take 12 months for a moderately brain injured child it might take four years for a mildly brain injured child it may take five or six years so it takes longer to play out but obviously what we learned is we listen to mothers. They know their children, their babies better than anybody else in the world. And any physician who is involved in special needs children that doesn't do that, go and find some other work right. <laughs> because the mothers know um, and they are the experts and we're there to help them.
0: Right. So if you're a mother out there and you have a newborn, and we're going to talk well, this. This show is really about the brain, but it's also about Doman International's work. But, but really, it's about the brain and from special needs children and you know what we'd call well children, you know, that, that aren't brain injured in that way. Um, but so a mother with a child that all well, she has concerns about should go in and find somebody to listen, should go to domaninternational.org and talk to somebody because you're saying that that mother's intuition is
2: yeah i mean right. we, we would uh bet on a on a parent's intuition uh, yeah. every time it's it's almost a sure bet uh i i don't think i've ever met a f- a, a parent that came to Dominic international and said i think my child has a problem and we evaluated the child and found that the child didn't have a problem so when, when <laughs> no, you know, never happened. I, I hope one day that happens uh you know uh but uh no, parents intuition is is usually spot on
1: yeah yeah and so. by the way we, we have representatives all around the world where you can pick up the telephone and talk to them right now uh and these are mothers so they have, they are first of all mothers themselves uh so they've seen their own children develop and uh they're also members of our staff fully trained in terms of helping mothers to get themselves onto our Domen Method course which is the the beautiful online course that exists today um, which we have in five languages in English, Italian, Spanish, Serbian, and Russian. Wow
0: so those two so those two examples I just gave so you've got the mother, has a child she's concerned that developmentally something's going on and then I think you would add the earlier the better
1: the earlier she reaches out the better and and this is one of the ways that the internet has been hugely helpful to us Uh, because in the old days 30 years ago with snail snail mail you know it may take mothers years uh, to be able to find us right Um, but now with the internet and uh, Domeninternational.org, which has a huge amount of information about the Domen method and our work. Um, we, have, we have parents who, um, you know, call us when their baby is two months of age, and that is perfect. I mean, we, year, we have years, we save years of time um, by starting earlier. As you uh, had mentioned, a, a child um, brain injured, particularly in the midbrain, will tend to get tighter in time. Right. Well, when they're babies, they're loose. Um, and if we have them as a baby when they're loose, we can get them crawling and creeping and walking much more quickly. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's a wonderful aspect. And you know, Dean, and this is, uh, you know, a whole other uh, discussion that we probably don't have time for right now, but we have mothers who, um, uh, you know, will... Um, have amniocentesis um, and they'll be told you're ca- carrying a, a trisomy 21 baby and mothers Health have t- uh, yes um, mothers have told us on many occasions they will get the call here are the results of the amniocentesis and by the way we've scheduled the abortion for April 21st so here is a woman who has just been hit With the possibility that she has a moderately severely brain injured child, will be born to her, and now (laughs) the child is condemned before they're ever born. Right. Now, we've had those mothers that said no, and they went to work. What is this thing, Down syndrome? Right. They have taken our special needs course while they're still pregnant. Wow. So when the baby is born, they start the program from the very first day of life. And wow, I mean, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Spectacular. Yeah. So the earlier, the better. So on the special needs
0: side, the earlier, the better. You have a concern, something's not right. Intuition, mother's intuition. org give you guys a call because the earlier, the better. On the well ch- child side, for that mother who has a newborn or a young child or a three-year-old or a five-year-old, what you, what I think, what I love you to talk about, Spencer, is what's possible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's possible, you know, this human brain <laughs> that is so magnificent, that that as Douglas has taught me, we only use a real small portion of some smaller right. than others. But, <laughs> uh, but what, what 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 I've learned from you guys is what is possible for that, especially the child, and and, and if you don't have a brain injury, the well child. I mean, each one of these newborns, the potential is literally yeah. unlimited, mm-hmm. w- what you can do. But it's not going to happen if you just put them in the swing and watch them.
2: Right, for the, <laughs> right. right. Well, I mean, even even uh, when I did my, my master's in early childhood education, in my first course that I ever took, my, our professor said to us, uh, Two things that I had already known from my grandfather, Glenn, but it was good to hear from someone else. She said, uh, you know, first of all, the first six years of life are the most important for brain development, which was uh, true, and she said, it doesn't matter how good an educator you are, the most important people in that child's life are the parents. That Those are the people who are actually gonna have the greatest influence on that child's success in life, academic success, and that, that was something my grandfather, Glenn, wrote books about and taught parents about and taught us about, right.
0: Did she know you were Glenn Dolan's grandson? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs>
2: uh, I would have mentioned that if I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So and and that's what we we teach parents about, right? It's really about uh, the great potential of kids and parents' great influence on on their children. And so we teach parents. Uh, what what they can do at home with their kids to, to help that child's brain development, just like how uh, for a child with special needs, right? How neuroplasticity and the brain's ability to change can be the answer to that child's problems. For um, a neurotypical healthy child, uh, the neuroplasticity also offers them a great, uh, you know, it, it allows that child to essentially. Um, you know, de- they could develop faster, or they could develop slower, based on the stimulation that they're getting in their environment, right? Right. And uh, and we know sad versions of this, where children who might grow up in environments where they don't get the stimulation that they should, how that impacts their development. But on the other hand, in a more positive way, if a child grows up in a home where they're given the cognitive stimulation and the physical stimulation that. That parents can provide to them, it can reap all kinds of amazing rewards for that child. And so, we we teach parents not just about the best way to teach their kids, but also how to make learning uh, a joyful process, mm-hmm. uh, because yes. yeah, that's that's an essential ingredient and to being successful. You know, if
1: there's anything that I've learned about parents, and of course we are, we have dedicated our lives to parents who then, of course, are empowered to to treat their children. Um, is that uh, you know i never i learned a long time never to uh, judge a parent because uh, we have seen parents who um, are medical doctors and hundreds of physicians have brought their children to us Um, and some of them have not been very bright and not been the best of parents but we've seen other ones that are spectacular, <laughs> spectacular parents, and we've seen parents who only went to third or fourth grade who have been spectacular parents. So I, you know, whatever the background, um, because our, our families have come from all over the world, you know, more than a 100 countries from all different backgrounds, ethnicities, religions, and ever everything, it really boils down to the human spirit um, and that unconditional love that they all have for their children. Yes, um, And that is, you know, what makes the difference.
0: And, you know, w- w- what you do, I mean, obviously what you do on the special needs side is just incredible. On, uh, what you do on the well side, which, by the way, there is a there is a specific website program, Doman Learning, Learning, correct? dot com dot com. So, so parents with a child without a brain injury who want to know how they can help their child, you know, get ahead and um, you know maximize their incredible potential, go to DomanLearning dot com. The parents on the well side that do these things, we thankfully we got to do them with our kids, and I know Spencer, you're a you're proof positive of this whole theory but you were raised in the in the program but our because we have a brain injured child that came to you guys all of our other four children got the benefit because we're showing them word cards and we're showing them bits of intelligence these cards that and they're just you know they get ahead and you know my wife and i talk about this all the time you know we're not trying to win or beat somebody the neighbor we just want to give our kids the best shot to be the best version of themselves they can be. Yeah. This is not about, you know, am I smarter than the Joneses? But, but as a parent, what could be more exciting than giving your child uh, the maximum opportunity to be the best version of that of himself or herself that he could be?
1: Well, that was my father's vision when um, he began his work with, special needs children right after the Second World War and developed that. And by up to the 1960s, um, you know, it was in the early 1960s that when he realized the incredible potential of special needs children, uh, their original objective was for these children to be well, but he learned that they had to be, they had the potential to be above average Um, And again a completely wild idea that that could happen and the way that that happened was that um, My father was a physical therapist and so children who had um, Were diagnosed with um, cerebral palsy, which is actually a midbrain injury um, You know these children were of great concern to him because they usually have um, serious physical problems and so um, profoundly brain-injured cerebral palsy child, you know, can be totally immobile, drooling, not be able to talk, make stra- sane, strange sounds, and people who are uninformed look at them and, and think, oh, isn't that sad, they're, they're idiots. Um, but these children are not injured in the cortex, which is the highest part of the brain where human intelligence lies, uh, so that area of the brain is not hurt or slightly hurt, so it's very easy to develop that. And my father learned that he could teach these children um, at the age of two and three how to read. And he thought, well, that would be great because then the world would respect their intelligence right. and understand that it's not about their mobility, it's look how intelligent they right. are. So. In 1963, he wrote the book How to Teach Your Baby to Read, which became an international bestseller. It's now in its third edition. It's been translated into 20 languages. It sold millions of copies around the world. And the beauty of the Doman, um, learningcom site is there is a, the initial reading program is there on that site for parents, which you went through right. uh, with Ella and all the time that you spent right. <laughs> Um, which turns out into money. Um, The whole program is there. Spencer brilliantly teaches a course in reading to parents. um, And it's just incredible how he's taken this into the 21st century. So um, how to teach your baby to read um, was developed for those cerebral palsy children, but he realized, well, um, if you have a three-year-old cerebral palsy children child um, who is reading way above age level what's wrong with the average child is it good to be brain injured no we know it's not good to be brain injured so it meant that the potential of well children was being ignored um, and that then started my father's work with how to teach your baby to read and that part of our work um, that goes with well children but you know what is clear if, if families read our books and through our courses is there's really a spectrum um, from profound brain injury, um, the most all the way up to average, and then way above average. And we're proud to say, if you twist our arms and say of the most intelligent kids that are on the Doman Method, um, yeah, we've got a lot of really intelligent Weld kids. Who are now, you know, in their uh, in their thirties and even beyond, um, but um, we've got brain injured children who are, well, mathematics professors, lawyers, you know, things like it's that. It's
0: Incredible! It's incredible. I, I want to.
1: I remember this story. I just, I just thought of this.
0: One of the stories that I learned 17 years ago in your auditorium. There was something about, uh, maybe yeah, I hope you remember this there's something about somebody who fell off a horse? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Fukunaga. Fu, okay, F- <laughs> Fukunaga, I'm glad I didn't try Mr. to pronounce Fukanaga. that. Mr. Fukunaga. Okay, <laughs> tell the story, because T- I learned about the brain. When you talk about the cerebral palsy kid, midbrain injury, so mobility, drooling, but totally in there, yep. totally in there, cortex, that was eye-opening. But, th- but the way I got that message was through that story.
1: Well, Fukunaga was a famous case um, and it got um, international attention because um, he was the most famous horse jockey in Japan. And this is, you know, back in the 1980s. And he had um, won a million dollars a year, every year, you know, and was a national hero. And so in a race, uh, a horse cut in front of him um, and knocked him off his horse. And then the horse behind that then stepped on his head um, creating a profound brain injury and putting him into a coma so um, my father was uh, going to japan to see our special needs children there as we've gone for years and he got off the airplane and the press was there you know you know the equivalent of um you know cbc uh said you know what are you going to do about fukunaga and my father said, well, you tell me what a Fukunaga is, and I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. <laughs> so he learned very rapidly and uh, you know, spoke to the family, who then took our course and started on our program. And I remember the first time I met uh, Fukunaga was he was on the floor of our offices, um, completely immobile, drooling. And his um, four-year-old and six-year-old were running around him saying, Daddy, Daddy, you're drooling. Daddy, Daddy, you're drooling. Daddy, Daddy, you're drooling. Now, at this point, we had gotten him out of the coma. So he understood perfectly. And I thought, um, uh, as a a 20-year-old at the time, imagine me, I'm on the floor, and my kids, I didn't have any kids yet, were running around me and say, Daddy, Daddy, I'm drooling, and there's nothing, and I I can't move, I can't say anything, so it was a really, you know rough case um fukunaga eventually came to philadelphia um, nhk came with him a whole film crew and uh, in our boardroom with uh, fukunaga sitting in a chair uh, you know immobile and um, the reporter said now uh, mr doman you know if all goes well with your program what do you expect that uh, Mr. Fukunaga will be doing a year from now? Now I'm responsible for mobility (laughs) and, uh, you know, we don't give a prognosis because every brain injury is different and it's impossible to know. Kids may seem the same. They may even have the same diagnosis, but that doesn't mean their brain injury is exactly the same and the results will be the same. So we can't give a prognosis. We're just not good enough yet. Uh, but, My father said, Well, if everything goes well with the program, he'll be walking independently.
0: (laughs) Douglas? I thought,
1: Dad, you've just said this on national television. (laughs) And it's on me. (laughs) Wow. It's on me. I mean, I never went to him and said, What were you thinking of? (laughs) I was so shocked uh, about it. Wow. well within 12 months Fukunaga was taking his first steps and that was his experience he had the experience uh, because um, traumatically injured people yeah there are parts of their brain that have not been injured and so if we can get to those well parts that have information about the ability to crawl creep walk or run then we can much more quickly establish uh, those abilities and wow. you know Fukunaga ended up, Getting back on a horse again, talking, um, and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, we're we haven't talked as much as we should about mothers, but um, Fukunaga, his wife, and his father, who was his horse trainer, did the program with him, and the father, who was an expert in training horses, then used our program and his philosophy of horse training to get spectacular results with Fukunaga he was an athlete right Uh, and so um, I remember in that clinic that you know so well Mrs. Fukunaga a beautiful small Japanese woman putting her her arms around her husband's chest and carrying him up the stairs you know into the main clinical room and I thought, wow, what a woman. I mean, right. she must have weighed less than him. Now, he was a rock, a jockey. They don't weigh very much. Right. But she was much smaller than him. She's carrying it. And, of course, it was her and her dad um, that got all those great results. Incredible. And yeah, did he come all the way back? He talked? And, and he could talk. Um, he wasn't perfect, but he could get back onto a horse. Um, but um, I don't know if it was the four-year-old or the six-year-old became one of the best horse jockeys in Japan is that right <laughs> yeah
0: and did he and did he describe what it was like when he couldn't talk I mean did, did he ever because because that was one of the things i I always thought about is the person who's in there but can't when they talk it comes out you know jumbled um, but they're trying they're talking just like I am
2: but it's coming yes, out it's coming out yeah but I, it's I, very I, I, frustrating how frustrating it's would that be it's very frustrating and and for un, unfortunately because of that frustration a lot of the times when when someone is in that situation right and they they're trying to communicate and speak and it's coming out you know garbled or it's not clear um and especially if if others around them uh, you know can't understand them or or, or even worse not listening uh, it, it can it can make the person very angry, and so sometimes for for children with special needs, uh, they will act out because of that frustration of being not being heard. Or even older uh, people who have had strokes uh, will sometimes b- become very frustrated and angry. And unfortunately, people who don't understand what's going on will sometimes respond with, "Oh, like." that's just the way they are it's like a symptom of their issue and it's like no they're just angry that no one's listening to them that no one can understand them
0: makes perfect sense
2: the the potential that's down in there it's kind of like you guys go down and grab
0: it you Mm -hmm. know whether it's a special needs child or a well child giving the parents the tools to maximize the potential to get well if they're injured and if they're a well child to maximize what they can do it's beautiful we're out of time unbelievably domaninternational.org is the website if you have a well child domanlearning.com org domanlearning.com if you have a well child and you want to teach them to read early and all this wonderful stuff Uh, if you have a special needs child or know of somebody with a special needs child have a friend with a special needs child check out domaninternational.org it could be life changing And, and that's not an overstatement thank you guys thank you so much thank you we'll see you next time